Our stories define us, inform our past and our future, create conduits of communication and pathways for community. Our stories show us how we are unique individuals and yet so much alike. I'm Isowellen, and this is Isowellen Writes Stories for Adults. This podcast contains explicit, honest conversation and sensual 18 plus content with discussions about our personal stories, fantasies, and journeys. We talk about the process of sharing our stories professionally and all the ways they can be explored. Welcome to this safe space for adult-focused stories. Zoellen, and this is a story I wrote called The Commander. It is an audio, it is meant to be an immersive audio experience. This is part one, narrated by the handyman, Sherpa, on Instagram and um, on YouTube. He's also on the Pornhub, and he has a Patreon you can subscribe to where this story will be posted in complete form, as well as other stories, spooky stories, that are really good. He is a great reader. So this particular story I wrote, um, this is part one, The Commander, and it will be available in print and in audio with a part two very soon on Reticent Desire Publications website. This is a story I wrote. It's an alien, um, it's an alien interrogation erotic short, um, erotic romance short. It will have a happily ever after uh, that uh, just is kind of an experiment. I want to see if you like this type of writing. I think it can be fun and I think we can highlight some of our favorite audio artists this way and um, write specifically for the voice which is what I did. You will not hear any other points of view other than first person point of view. You're not going to hear the heroine. It is told through the the hero quote-unquote kind of hero. This story is very um, dubious consent, a little bit non-con. It is an alien um, interrogation and the alien has some interesting parts. Not all of them, some of them are a little bit creepy. (laughs) Anyways, this, uh, it is, uh, you're not going to hear the heroine at all. You're not going to get her point of view at all. This is told totally it's an hour and a half told completely from the um, the seducers, the interrogators, the commander's point of view. Let me know if you like it. Uh, yeah, and part two is coming. If you like it, you will be able to buy the audio and the written version from the website Reticent Desires Publication. Reticent Desire 
no S publications. There'll be links. You can actually go there now. Meryl Pierce has published a story called Longing, a werewolf story that is absolutely excellent. Um, you can go there now and check it out and see um, about the platform. Sometimes people don't want to switch platforms. But if you like werewolf love stories, ooh, honey, you want to read this story. Uh, so without further ado, here is the handyman, my friend Sherpa, narrating The Commander. The red hats from the night patrol had the girl between them, hauling into correction as I was getting ready to leave the building. The man in room six had been a sprayer in more ways than one, and I needed to wash and change the uniform to something clean. It looked like the grunts picked the girl up for being out after curfew. All humans were small, weak, time wasters, as prevalent and pervasive as mice. I'd always lean more towards mass extermination rather than trying to train them or use them for something useful. Fucking stupid rural morons. Signs were posted, announcements were made. Our occupation here meant new rules to follow for them. It wasn't event shit. We owned this place and its people now. So follow the rules or face the consequences. And for a girl as well-shaped as this one, <laughs> the consequences were obvious. She howled like a scalded cat while four trained red-hat grunts attempted to contain her, their expressions broadcasting exactly what they planned to do with their catch. To my kind, she is prey. I could smell her fear scent from where I stood. Smell her sweat beating on the back of her neck down between her tits. <sighs> and how sweet it was. The perfect combination of fuckable and edible. The control board always said we came here for resources and new capital streams. But I had other theories. It was really the smell that these humans, especially the women, gave off. The fucking finest ambrosia. Hers was tinged with a tantalizing, unidentifiable smell. Special to her in this sugar-coated, light blue world. The red hats could hardly resist themselves. They'd fuck her raw where they caught her if they thought they could get away with it. Cheering her, one by one, and then all doing her at once. I didn't let them get away with that insubordination shit. And the lesser grunts were not permitted to run bloody out in the open. Though, not now that our kind had settled in with the humans so comfortably. But she'd broken curfew, been caught out, and would be dead by morning. And she knew it. I could see that she knew it. Smelled the waves of her terror. Restrained only by her hand, she kept escaping the grunt's hold and dropping in a dead weight. One grunt tried to shoulder her, and she flopped off, ignoring the smacks to her generous eyes, ignoring threats and hair-pulling. A woman fighting with everything she had. Actually, it looked like she was trying to get herself killed, 
We picked her up again, and damn if she didn't shift and wiggle like an eel right out of their hands and then purposely slam her head down onto the hard tile floor of the old human-built school building. The sound echoed. We all heard it. I smelled her blood. But it only dazed her. Eyes going wide and white before fluttering shut, then opening to disappointment and dread all in a moment. She hadn't saved herself from her fate. Right! I barked out the word, getting security's attention. Get the big ties and bind her correctly. Do it now. Then leave her on the floor of room 12. I got some whines in answer, but I made sure the look in my eyes shut the assholes right up. A grunt was a grunt. Nothing to me. I could have any of them bleeding out their last down a drain whenever I wanted, and they knew it. I didn't look back as I left the old building and I walked to my quarters. The redheads would do what they were told. She'd be in room 12, tied up like a gift. <sighs> Waiting for me. I kept my steps measured, held my control. Didn't slam doors or raise my voice as I got to my room to change. Every controlled move away from her built my anticipation because I had never played with a human woman. Energy climbed down the back of my neck, pinging each fucking vertebrae in my spine. My own heartbeat picking up and saliva pulling under my tongue as imagination took hold. I was going to taste that girl. Eat her up. I watched her move like a fluid thing, ignoring discomfort and pain. She used every one of her resources, feet, knees, head, and mouth to resist her capture. Fucking wild. Her hair coming loose in strands of it curled against her cheeks. She had a shape I wanted in my palms. I'd squeeze, pinch, and slap her pale skin. She was soft in the way only these female humans could be, taking pretty marks easily. This girl would feel like silk and satisfaction under my hands and riding my cock. I cleaned off the mess from my previous human interview in the two small shower stall of the house I'd taken as residence. Soaping up, taking my time to clean up every drop of blood and stink from the day, preparing myself just for her. Compared to the girl and the average red hats, <laughs> I was a monster. My size and strength matched my subclass of prime. Prime. First among my kind, born a galaxy away. She is a tiny, plush human female of pink and amber. One of my hands will easily close around her neck. My thumb just so on an artery to make her vision go dark and show her who holds her life in the palm of his hand. I wouldn't even need to squeeze. Just the threat of power would grab all her attention, make her go compliant, like lifting a kitten from the back of her neck.
I'll meet her strange round eyes and those human pupils, and she will get caught in the Triskelion hiding in mine, as my pupils open to take in all her layers and watch the blood moving beneath her skin. I can't wait to show her who owns her now. Everything I am will hurt her, be too big for her. Human women were our drug, but for them, very few of them could survive us. And I was too big for her kitten mouth, for her unused ass, for her tight, wet breeding hole. yet. She has no idea of the party coming her way. These humans are so used to the horde of red hats that they are oblivious to real dangers like me. I am going to make the little human girl beg and whimper for me. Make her need me. That would be the game. Tame the fighter. Declaw the kitten. Teach her to want her enemy. Quiet her rebellion and show her the rewards of her submission. I'll pin her down at the throat with one hand and work her body with the other. Make her look me in the eye and watch her own slow, hot destruction. I'll take her from gentle to brutal over and over again with no release until she swells up plump. Bucking ripe and ready to be plucked. That girl is going to moan and whimper because I wanted to enjoy those little kitten sounds. I know she has music to play for me. These humans have music in their blazing, emotional lives, and she would give it all to me. Every note as I take her mind and body would be mine to save her. I'll play with her until she is slick with sweat, dripping down her fragile spine with desire for my dick. Slippery from head to toe, her core messy and pulsing. Her want so loud in her ears she forgets her name. She will only be able to say my favorite human words. Please and yes. I won't even need to give her a translator. Needing me. My force, kneading the bruises of my fingertips when I put her legs up to her ears and open her nice and wide so that I can fill her. Fuck her. She will scream from the pain of my very unhuman cock stretching and burning her sweet pussy. Scream and ask for more. I am going to make her want me. Beg me. And if she asks, pretty, I might just keep her. Okay, that's the end of part one. Okay, let's begin part two. I dry and dress. Visions of the way I'm going to feed on the red-eyed captive fill my head. Now that I have decided to play, my feral nature has risen. A burning lava stream in my veins was focused on one person. Poor girl, I'm not even sure she will like this game as much as I do. On the 
walk back to human correction, my smaller again. There was a tantalizing invisible curl of feminine capsaicin in the air, a sizzle on the flat of my tongue. Her fear draws her to me like a bright heartbeat, blood red staining a darkened gray landscape. Well, she tastes as good as she smells. My gums throb with a need to sink my teeth into her tender parts. Bite, taste, suck. They must have brought her in from the south of town and dragged her across the court. Now every fucking male in this compound knows that there was a woman in the old school tonight. I'm not the only one chasing that meal. Off-duty red hats are suddenly corrections, loitering, smoking the human-made cigarettes. Get back to your bunks. I snarl at them between my teeth, making note of every face. They look alike to me, too mundane and worthless to take time to note the differences, except for the code marks on their cheeks. I take those in with a glance, memorizing them. Inside there were more. Touch of fucking irritation in my way, scattering like vermin. They want their turn with the prey, and they know I don't share with their kind. Did the twats forget I already set her aside for my personal brand of inspection? <sighs> Fuck this. I grab the nearest grunt by the neck, lift and shake and snap, twist and toss him away. His booted feet kicked once. I say to the rest, leave and take out the trash then give them my back. Some of them carry weapons perfectly capable of taking me down. What they want, the bleach smell of their sudden piss and shit as they remember my nature fills the air, and I am not surprised at all. Every new batch of red hats is weaker than the one before it. Shame. The lobby empties out and I wait for the disgust disgusting little peon grunts to leave. Their smell has fouled hers. Damn them. After the old doors close, I let the silence settle into the building. There are two other humans captured here. Males who each have red hat minders, and an office with loggers who keep track of what goes in and out of the station. I'm not alone with her here, but the building is big made of sturdy human materials from a time when longevity meant something to its makers. Room 12 is at the end of an empty wing where we will not be disturbed. I start my walk when the silence returns. The girl will hear every step I take down the hall. The red hats are all trained with five simple captive ties. Compared to the 125 ways I know to tie a captive and all the other ceremonial ties every prime commander must know, she was going to look amazing with her hands bound behind her back, bindings wrapping her elbows and wrists, the coils of rope now done in the proper manner, her legs tied at the upper thigh, knees and ankles. What could she do but quiver? 
Humans didn't really need so restrained, but I know it fucks with her head to be trapped while she hears each step I make toward her ruin. Will she tremble in her bonds when I walk into the room and spill more hot perfume when I pick her up and put her on the table? Will her skin pebble and raise in horror when she sees me and knows who is taking over her fate? This girl is a fighter. Her fever to save herself with her own death had been full of luminescent passion. No human wanted to be used up by the Red Hats. But the primes were rarer for them because we made ourselves into mythical leaders, using every advantage. I was the only prime at this station. This particular continent had been in such a bad state that our main armies never deployed. We didn't want to overwhelm them. The chase was to be savored. I stopped at the door of the classroom and waited, enjoying the moment. Letting her delicate hind brain feel the predator lurking outside the door. One last barrier between them. Hand on the cold metal of the knob, I let my heat warm it before entering the room. Instead of where I wanted her, the young woman struggled and pressed her up against one corner. Using the speed gifted by the gravity of this planet, I dragged her to the center of the room before she could scream in surprise. I was too fast for her to see, so the girl felt my hands lift her body and drop her on the table before her slow human understanding caught up. Spiraling into immediate noisy terror, her jagged screams hit every wince-inducing pitch. STOP THAT! I smacked her on her thigh. Her clothes dulled the blow, but she understood. Mouth clamping shut, biting her lips. Better. None of that now unless I give you a real reason for it, human. Nod your head if you can understand me. She nodded. Perfect. Just perfect. The conversion study I'd endured before our invasion had taken time to adjust to the reality of the world. I'd been here long enough now that the translation between what I'd learned and cultural realities of this backwater, ignorant culture had smoothed out so that what I had said matched exactly what I intended. Humans had hundreds of languages. I smiled in satisfaction with the knowledge that this little thing and I were speaking the same one. She winced at my smile. Too many teeth for her liking. My cheekbones and jaw were more prominent and sharp than any of her pudding-faced males. The girl didn't know where to put her eyes. My shape, my size, appearance. And even my sense screamed alien predator to the center of her brain, telling her to panic. <sighs> I could see it all take place. Planting my hands on either side of her head, I bent down over to give her an even better view. The muscles in my neck and shoulders constricted. My instinct fighting my self-control. <sighs> It was a battle to keep from growling in anticipation. I had a few questions before the fun could begin. 
I asked her, what was so important, girl? But you had to break of you. She had huge, earthy eyes. Her innermost iris is a dark forest green, shining with almost tears, cheeks flagged red. I always thought the features of these human women were plain and undefined. But this one, I liked what I was looking at. Her mouth dry. She licked cracked lips, unable to form words. Dirty prime that I am, I wanted to return the favor to the curved bow. Then dip into the cave of her mouth, go inside and share my own moisture with her, but she hadn't learned that yet. It took her some tries to speak, and maybe the way I hung over her soaking in the life energy radiating off of her, but not touching. My mouth near her throat, her cheeks her ear, forcing my scent into her every inhale and taking hers into mine. I don't know, but maybe, maybe that bothered her. Poor girl was having a hard time talking. I gave her what I thought was a pleasant grin. She winced in response. Probably it seemed my not-so-human teeth. Come on, girl. Tell me, answer the question. She sputtered. Eventually, voice cracking, she explained that she was checking rabbit traps at dusk, and a band of wankers got between her and her shelter. Wankers, lawless human males left over from the breakdown of her society, were shit human males. Useless wankers. Rebels or any human activity broke the law. As a rule, the control board forbade us to waste time on them. I wanted to kill all the human males and be done with it. But we can't have everything we want. When I didn't say anything, she kept talking, throwing out random bits of information. One trap ruined, no catch. Thirteen wankers. Nowhere good to hide. And a team of our poor red hats. Dead wankers. Game all scared away by the spilled blood. I watched her lips move. Eyes blinking to clear tears. Nervous and unsure as she tried to swallow with a parched throat in anxious uncertainty. Her heartbeat was so loud I could see it. And that sweetness I caught earlier. A delicate sugar on top of all her spicy fear. Shots of my cock in a hard punch. I hissed with a squeeze of it. Fuck, she smells so good. In a sing-song way, teasingly in her ear, I said, Well, little kitten, you went out hunting for rabbits and ended up getting caught in a net. How does that feel? What are we going to do about that? Here you are, all tied up. Then here I am. I have to search you. Interrogate you. What shall we do? 
Expressions flitted across her face like shadows as she sorted through her answers. The kitten wanted to be defiant, but making me angry would get her nowhere. Where shall we start, hmm? At the top or the bottom? What do you think? You say you are an innocent, helpless creature caught by mistake. It's the fault of all the shitty men in your life. Always someone else's fault. But how could I know this? There has been some trouble with rebels. Have you heard of the rebels? Were you out checking the traps just before dark to take back food to your rebel insurrectionist husband and his nasty friends? Her face held all the ramifications of my words. Captured rebels and never left correction. I personally took the time to correct all of them to death. Denials escaped from the girl in whines and moans as I reached behind me for my blade. She had no husband, no family, all by herself. I wasn't sure I believed, but I smelled no lies. Redressing with the usual handheld knives tucked in the usual places. The showy, name-day blade that fit in the crevice of my spine was my favorite for intimidation. The thing was nearly overbearing in its arrogance. But that didn't mean I didn't keep it nice and sharp. I rolled her to her belly, face down, and began to cut away the clothing around her restraints. Pulling her clothing away, the job took two hands. I couldn't have her flopping about, so every time she moved, I spanked her. Five rapid fire, hard slaps starting at the curve of her ass over her pants. The touch pads on my hands are not as sensitive as other areas of my body, and all those areas are covered with regulation clothing. But the difference of her human skin to mine immediately materialized, opening her to a sane level of my seeing her. Every brush with the back of my knuckles, every little touch of my fingertip activated prime altar senses. Humans have tiny hairs in varying places, hair that is just there as an animal byproduct to keep them warm, to activate chill bumps but basically useless. She was smooth, warm, damp with perspiration in places, and soaked with a catalogue of feminine smells. My eyes picked out the lace of veins circulating her blood and creases from her clothing, scrapes from her capture as I cut her clothing into rags. One of her elbows had taken damage, a hematoma darkening purple as I looked at it. I kissed the sore spot, letting her feel my mouth, the warm contrast of my lips. Prime's temperature is higher than human, but this girl called to my basest personality, the most untamed part of my nature. I knew I was running hotter than usual. Every brutality was followed by a contrasting gentleness, a caress, a soft kiss. Her skin irresistible. I unwrapped my special gift, layer by layer, 
uncovering the decadent shape. The more of her I revealed, the more of her scent went to my head. Fuck, she made me dizzy with that smell. Brushing my nose down her jawline, she tried to knock me away with her head. But weak little kittens have no strength against an invading monster. That show of resistance made me want her more. Rolling her to her back, I showed her the blade again. <laughs> Big nasty thing, yes. Just like me. You don't say it, but I see it in your eyes. Can't stand my face. My eyes, my chin, can you? I flicked my wrist and that blade nicked her earlobe. New blood immediately welled there. The mark was tiny, but her fear, that rapid heartbeat, had only made it come faster. This was my favorite part. Do you know what your blood does to my kind? I don't think she heard me over her own whimpering. I had to spank her five more times. <laughs> what a delight. Before I asked her again. Haltingly, she told me what she knew. I had to agree with her. It was a good assessment. Not fully accurate, nor the reason, the who or any of the details, but she had the idea. That's right, kitten. There's like an alcohol that makes us relax and rather sleepy. Your human blood makes my kind fly. Or high, as I have heard some of you say. The Red Hats, now they can't even have a drop. It's too strong for them. They will fall into a stupor faster than not. So they rarely touch living blood, since it ruins their fun. But I am made different. I pulled her in close. Let her feel the kiss of my blade against her neck as I watched her pupils expand. My chin looked like a human chin, other than the tan line bisecting my features from the center of my top lip to my supersternal notch. Only my chin opened, but that line darkened where I entered a rut. I wonder what color she was looking at. Light tan dark reddish brown you're bleeding like a stuck pig kitten if you agree to feed me you will ease my hunger and this interrogation will go easier for you or you can deny me a taste and we shall see what happens then her feet twitched wanting to resist to run no place to run kitten I've snared you. Choose. I watched her try to make her choice without blinking. The control board wouldn't let me remove the humans, so I used my own red hats to announce my presence to this place, picking out the laziest assholes of the runts, removing their skins, pegging them on poles and letting them die howling. They lined the street outside the town along the road so everyone would understand the fucking importance of knowing who was in charge. I just wanted to get along with everyone. 
So, it was wise to do what I wanted. Simple, really. Choose, say, drink me, Commander Bastion. Or, of course, you can say, go fuck yourself, Commander Bastion. I coached her. She said what I wanted. Bloating the words with closed eyes. Her agreement rang like bells in my ribcage. The sudden hammering rattle of recognition. Oh, my. That was unexpected. But I'd go with it. I needed her consent for her blood. A cruel trick of a slut goddess who didn't understand the concept of fun. This was something humans didn't know. They also didn't know that some of them had a little something-something lurking in their dainty little white blood cells that could change their lives forever if they encountered a mean son-of-a-bitch prime like me. I can't help what they don't know. I mean, it was right there in their code. Not my fault if stupid humans never read directions. Thank you, I said politely before taking my first taste of glory. Her whole being screamed in resistance. A beautiful litany of nose falling from her lips in tortured chants with my mouth closed around her earlobe and the tiny neck. She acted insultingly, like I was going to start munching. I was going to say something about that, but then my brain registered her life force on my tongue and took over. Good fucking goddess. This woman. This human. She was heat. Life. Death. Battle in my ultimate fall. Delicious. I shocked like a glutton, leaving that little bit of skin with the tip of my tongue. Stroking her there like I soon would stroke her everywhere. Her nose turned into choked sobs as my sensual touch bent her expectations in half. I should stop here, knowing how she would react to the next part, but I couldn't. Self-denial is not one of my strong suits, and her taste pushed me over the edge. <sighs> Ambrosia, indeed. A mad hunger opened up in my core for the woman. Unable to resist her flavor, I opened my lower mouth and let my proboscis uncurl to chase down every microscopic bit of her blood, dip into the cut and sip her up. Nothing of her could be wasted. I leaned in deep. My cock raised painfully in my uniform, fire shooting from the base of my spine, down my back, down my legs to my heels. Fuck, fuck, fuck. She truly had that little something in her blood, and I had no idea they could do this. Unable to see what my face was doing, but feeling little chill bumps raised upon her neck and I smoothed them down with my thumb. One hand on her throat to keep her still. I knew she wasn't ready to see my chin split open, observe the dark rude flush of my inner skin, 
And I know she didn't understand fuck about what is happening. Instead, her fear devoured her rational thinking. Fear and other things. My smell wasn't without its own effect. The signs were there. Her smell had deepened, and her skin was damp everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. Her horror of this situation was a palpable thing. Hot and sweet. Quite tasty. This girl couldn't win against me. I was too not human, too inherently dangerous. But as fight or flight kicked in, she began to struggle, yelling, wriggling, hurting herself in the bindings and the tatters of her clothing, her worn-out boots stumping the tabletop as she tried to escape her future. Her heels thumped down near my fingers. Then I glanced to see the carved Johnny Loves Sally 2004 in the wood. Was that her name? Should I call her my little Sal? So close to the world's slave. What wasn't there to like about it? I hummed in her ear, picking her up and cradling her in my arms to calm her. My lips just touching, bathing her in my breath. She was adorable, curly, light brown and bronze, touched hair, cut with dull scissors and without a mirror, I'm sure. Freckles across the bridge of her nose and a round human chin. She had good teeth, too. Though one was chipped in the front, a charming flaw that added a touch of youth to her looks. If not Sal, I could just keep calling her kitten. She'd likely hate that. Giving my hold firm, my caressed and exposed places of her skin between the bindings. Gentle, mind-bending touches in non-threatening places. She really was cute in every way. In my world, all the cute things were gone, eaten up before my birth. It will be all right now. It will be all right. Breathe with me. In and out. Come on. In and out. Slowly. Close your eyes. I know my face makes you uncomfortable. Breathe for me, girl. I will not kill you. I give you my word. It was such a small thing. What is the point? Do you hear the truth in my voice? I am not going to kill you. One more deep breath now. In and out. I know I'm a big motherfucker. I hear your people say it all the time. But can you hear my heartbeat? I am just like you. I kept my voice calm, soothing her. Her body would synchronize with mine, even if she didn't want it to. So I shifted her to make it happen faster, moving her ear against my heartbeat. Some part of her didn't believe the shit I said. 
Her brow stayed wrinkled, and I could feel the knots of her fist where they were tied. But her breathing changed, and her mouth relaxed as she followed my instructions. Yes, I know this is scary for you. I'm dangerous to you. Best for you to do what I say, yes? You know the laws. We are all slaves to the law, I'm afraid. I'm sorry you were picked up on a patrol, but those wankers that caught you outside are the very reason we have patrols. You understand? They are dangerous to you, just like rebels are dangerous to you. You know that, right? Of course you do. This is a dangerous world. You don't need to fight so hard. And it has been hard for you, hasn't it? She made a soft sound of agreement. That's right, I said. You're a pretty little thing. Soft as one of your rabbits and as feral as a cat. How could anyone resist you? You are very brave to go out and check your traps alone. Why were you alone out there, little kitten? Were you out getting food for your family? Were you separated from them? I need you to tell me. Do you live in the town, doing what the hairless man there says to do? What do you call him? The mayor? The one who makes sure the tith is presented each month? No? No. Look at that cute face you make. I know you don't like him, do you? Yes, his people don't seem very happy. Why is that, I wonder? Something I should know. She didn't answer. So I went on, rocking her in my arms. It was in the evening for her now. Not late, but she had endured hours of energy-consuming fear. I enjoyed holding her like a child swaddled up in bindings as she listened to my heartbeat and voice. She didn't know what to think of my actions. All the things she knew about her world's invaders, and all the things she didn't know, plus her own prey instinct, contrasted with the stark physicality of our two bodies. She was small and fragile, and I was her opposite in every way. Most human females were predisposed to have some kind of reaction to that. The human mind was such a fun toy to play with. So my kitten left the town, did she? Are you a rebel? I've studied this planet. Your people, you know. Very interesting reading. Some of you feel obligated to argue with everything. And that is not how we do this. No, indeed. I dislike arguing. I like obedience. I can't imagine you as a rebel. You had weapons before being caught. A knife, at least. Like mine. Do you like a big, big knife, little kitten? A blade to spear things. Something sharp that will slide into the flesh. Something that is the perfect shape for your hand. I asked you a question. So you answer, girl. I can't.
gay for a moment, letting the question sink in. Guessing she felt a bit dazed. She nodded, telling me yes, she had a knife, but no, she wasn't a rebel, and she was just out checking traps. I could just imagine her outside in the elements, trying to check snares and box traps in the rubble of her world, hoping to find a rabbit, mice, rats, birds, anything that could be turned into food. The human's world had crumbled in a couple of wars before our invasion. We watched them cut themselves apart, waiting to involve ourselves into the last possible minute. <laughs> they couldn't be permitted to waste all the last resources on this planet like brainless idiots. Her brow wrinkled, then smoothed and wrinkled again as she spoke, slipping in a lie or two and hoping not to get caught. Silly kitten. I had so much to teach her. Setting her back on the table on her side, I curled over her upper body, where she could hear and see me, and said, Calm now, girl. Listen now. Are you listening? I am going to give you a chance to get away from me. You have been such a good girl, I think you deserve it. That is a part of our law. Maybe you don't know this, but that's okay. I am going to undo all your bindings and let you go. Do you know this old children's place? This school? Did you go here as a child? Hmm? No. If you go down the hall and take the first left and follow it, it circles all around to the other side of the building. Don't go straight. That is where the red hats are, and you don't want to run into them again. In the curve of that hall are several doors that lead to the classrooms. Those rooms all have doors that lead outside the back of the building to big, wide fields. What were they once? Some kind of game field? Hmm. One of those classroom doors is broken. It hangs open and anyone who gets to it can simply leave the building and run away. There are red hats on the grounds watching for rebels, but they know not to touch any human who comes out of that door. I had her full attention as I took my knife again and cut through the bindings at her ankles above her shoes. Human feet were so tender. She could keep her shoes. Seeing that the bindings on her ankles left painful-looking marks behind, I rubbed at the hurts, enjoying how her breathing increased as I touched her. Her bones were like a bird's, very fragile, alluring. Our outer physiologies were the same. Head, body, arms, and legs. But the ease with which she could be broken compared to her ability to survive fascinated me. Does it feel better when I rub it? Or are you sore? You have been badly treated, haven't you? Look how pale you are under your clothes and all these layers. Does this feel good when I rub your feet and calves? How do my hands feel, kitten? Do you like that? She made noises of protest and I ignored them. The stress and fear added to the exhaustion that had put her in 
a state of hyper-awareness. Some prey could block this out. But she was not some prey. She was mine. She would never be able to block me out, no matter what I did. I cut off her bindings, planning in the back of my head when and where I would use them again. A rat could wait, but it would happen. She was going to give me everything I wanted. Hold still now while I do these for you. Just be still. Do you need me to help you be still? Don't struggle. Her inner thighs quivered as I touched her there. Incredibly soft, easily marked, scratched, pinkened. I wanted to touch and explore every part of her. My hands almost shook with need. She attempted to resist, muscles tensing to kick, taking a breath like she was getting ready to jump into an icy lake. Quickly, I pinned her to the table with one hand, catching her in place and cupping her mound with the other. I didn't invade. Wanted to. Fuck, wanted to. But not yet. You don't like my hand there, kitten, do you? Don't like my hand on your mound. What did I hear it called? The pussy. Yes. You humans have such interesting words and such interesting bodies. Is it just my touch that is frightening to you, or have you never been touched? And don't think I am not seeing how ripe this pussy of yours is. Are you aroused, my dear? You are wet, but you do not want to be, not for a monster like me. I understand. I do. But this is your nature. This is something in your blood, girl. Something more than the usual. You are very, very special. And there is no shame that you are aroused by me. I drew my hands over her skin as she mewled, over her thighs, opening my palms to touch as much as I could. Like the greedy son of a bitch I am, a not-so-subtle claim on mine. Resisting the impulse to squeeze her, to part her legs wide, to taste, caused avaricious growls to rise up in my chest. I fucking want this girl. But I would enjoy these moments. Learn and catalog her reactions. No, her. I would season the meal. There was an innocence in her face, a confusion, a hot fucking perfection that called me to her like bait, invited me to take, drink, claim. She bucked, resisting me while my hands explored. In response, I stilled her with my hand at her throat. Stop. No, pet. No, 
remember obedience. I said to be still, I will not say it again. You will hold fucking still. Do you understand me? Nod your head. Good, good girl. We will try again. When I put my hand here, you do not kick or fight. I made her meet my gaze, pupils so wide I couldn't see the iris. Her eyes were dark with her fear and building arousal, nostrils flaring with every exhale. My scent and a connection she didn't understand infected her like a drug. I saw all the welcome signs, her nipples hard, aching, tightened points, and her pussy swollen and wet, waiting to be fucked, longing to be mated. And seeing her trying to fight it, it wasn't rational to want a creature like me. It wasn't sane, but her body wanted mine, wanted me to fuck her deep and hard and consume her. I wouldn't let her escape that truth, much too amusing to make her face it. Look at me, I said. Give me your eyes. That's right. Take me in. I can smell you, girl. I can see you. I know what is happening to you. That little flutter in your belly and tingle in your pelvis. I know your nipples hurt and that pussy is more wet than you want it to be. Your clit throbbing with a need for pleasure. I know my hand on you feels good. And I know you hate it. Is that true? Answer me quickly. She answered with a silent head nod. That was good enough. Good. I'm glad to see we're on the same page. I'm going to undo the rest of the ropes now and bring your arms around to your front. It might hurt. So let's go slow. I put her face down to the delicate work of cutting away the coils of ropes around her arms. This was not a good blade for this. One wrong move would cut her badly. To combat her instinct to struggle, I gripped the back of her neck, cutting at the easiest bindings and the outer layers of her clothing. Her focus on everything I did was a tangible thing, a crackling static energy between us. This connection was too clear for her to simply give in to. She was human. I'd yet to see one surrender to the obvious not trusting her to stay still and needing my hands free to do some of the lower work. I let her feel my weight, my body over hers, shoulder against her back, making sure her clothes were cut to ribbons, everything but her boots. I freed her arms as promised, going slow, giving her these last gentle moments. I don't have any desire to break her to the point of uselessness, not when I know that she was more than an average human.
I know how to be careful with toys and equipment. She moaned. The sound went straight to my cock. A stinging burn calling up Regum with such a rush that I had to take a breath. This woman. A little something, something about her indeed. I knew what it would all lead to. But since there was no comparison, since she was rare and I'd only heard back-channel stories about prime males finding their female match on this out-of-the-way blue planet, I didn't know the force of it. Fucking hells. I was glad she couldn't see my face. Inch by inch, I moved her arms to her sides, massaging them. My eyes ate up her naked back, the curve of her ass, the delta leading to the hole it was going to take me in and squeeze me like a vice. Captured roughly by the red hats, I counted the bruises left behind by their care. Looked like my ranks would be short a few grunts. It was time to line the streets to the town with some fresh meat anyway. Control my bulk at sending down a fresh squad, but they would deal. The Red Hats had marked what was mine. Of course they would die. Fingers first, then hands, then I'd cut off their noses for being rude enough to smell her. Then a pike up their asses. I knew I wasn't going to want to take time to skin them. No, no, I had other flesh to entertain me now. I know it hurts, Pat. I could take some deep breaths. Regain your strength. Do you remember what I said about how to get out of the school? You will need to trust me on taking the proper turn. I am not lying about that or the broken door. I am going to step back from you in a moment and count to twenty. It will go like this. One. Inhale. Exhale. Two. And so on. Will you do it with me? You are good at following directions and I want you to understand exactly what I will be doing. One, two, three. Good kitten. Now when I take my hands off of you, I'll take two steps back. Have you heard everything I've said? Indicate with your head, kitten. Yes or no. Do you understand what I'm going to do next? Trying to figure me out, she didn't respond. She was overthinking this, and that was not what I wanted. I smacked her on her ass to get her attention, using the same rhythm I would use when I counted to twenty. Noisy, sharp slaps on the roundest part of the curve. That had her twisting and shouting that she understood by the second swat. One more swat to make sure my handprint would glow on her ass like a warning sign to any stupid grunt whose attention she got. And I stepped back from the table. You were caught unfairly, and I can't have that. So now you have another choice. 
One chance, but you have until I reach the number 20 to run. Run now, kitten. Run. One. Two. She watched me with wide, clear eyes. Mouth opened as she breathed in anxious pants. Ten different scenarios crossed her face, twisting her mouth. Not a single thought disguised from me. Should she run? Was this a joke? No clothes? He said he wouldn't kill me. What's happening? One thought after another as her legs kicked and she slipped to the floor in a clumsy, stiff-bodied maneuver. Her nasty, worn-out human rags fell away from her body, revealing every hill in the valley. I'd made sure there wasn't one decent piece left for her to hide behind. Not twitching a muscle, not even my fingers. I took in each quiver and sway of her tits. Her nipples flower petal pink, tips drawn tight. The flutter of her belly as she took her hurried breaths. She brought an arm up to cover herself, but it wasn't enough. And I kept counting, already to four by the time she looked at the door, then back at me, and then to the door deciding to run, showing me my own handprint again. She pulled the exit open, then dashed, wild and terrified, into the hall. Five. said which room hit the broken door. If she didn't stumble, if she went straight there, she could make it before I start counting. I've set male prisoners on this gauntlet before, the catch and release and catch again game to break them down. Red hats could be evaded, but humans had no chance against a prime. I memorized kitten's smell, ingested it, Broke it down, owned the different flavors of it. I'd memorized her down to the cellular level. I was a born hunter. This was just a game for me. <laughs> she could not escape and could not hide. I counted, waiting, listening as she reached the end of the hall and made the turn feeling the vibrations of her progress through the floor and in the air. She was a blaze of frantic red in my mind's eye. She opened one door. There was no light to see by, not even from the windows in every room. Someone had painted them black before we ever took over the building. And that darkness defied the common sense that she'd feel a difference in the air if there were a permanently broken door somewhere. She couldn't resist the two hopeful steps in, then out, on the run again. Precious time wasted, though. Fourteen. Fifteen. Sixteen. Another wrong door opened. A sound of denial followed by one of pain as she did something to hurt herself. 
more time used. Eighteen. Nineteen. Twenty. Here I come, kitten. My lower mouth opened. I followed her scent, unbuckling my belt as I moved and taking off my shirt. The control board instituted uniforms to humanize all primes in preparation for coming to Earth. But none of us liked it. The clothing dulled our senses, covering the ultra-fine sensory hairs on our body, accustomed to wearing gear, everything else including shoes, was pointless. Now it was all in a fucking way of what I wanted to do once I caught my quarry. I could have given Kitten more time by disrobing, but the counting was for me, not for her. The number was the command to let the hunt begin, based on a training game played in my childhood. I'd been conditioned to respond to that number as a way to control the polar instinct. Holding her, tasting her, smelling her created a steel-wrapped cord of want from my gut to her core, a relentless connection of hunger joining us. I'd never been closer to losing control, my sense of self. I wanted my cock buried to the hilt inside of Kitten. I wanted my face buried in her pussy. I wanted everything that was Kitten all at once. It was nothing to get her. I knew where to go. By the time I'd made it to the right door, I'd managed to shake off all my clothes. There'd be nothing between us. Musty with outside air, the escape route was obvious, but I knew she hadn't made it outside. The space held all kinds of refuse. Tables, chairs, metal cabinets, shoved full of things that I'd never bothered to have cleared. Kitten was hiding here, a trailing glow of her life force, a beacon of gold and red in my eyes. She'd squeezed herself on top of something and into a corner cabinet, behind a table and towers of child-sized chairs. In another mood, I might tease her a bit, make a noise, tear the room apart. But my need was growing more painful by the second. That single taste of her blood soaking into my system, altering me, addicting me to the ambrosia of her. I pushed things out of the way, going right to her. Instead of cowering, she attacked, claws out, a metal bar in her hand, jumping down from one of those precarious stacks of discarded pieces of furniture. It rocked and crashed, snapping my lower mouth closed. I snatched her from the air. The metal bar from her hand landed blow after blow. My head, my shoulders, whatever she could reach. But there was naked skin in my hands, bared flesh against my sensory ears. Fuck the feel of her.
every one of my older senses went into an overload of incredible sensation. The blows didn't affect me half as much as touching her. Bringing her down, I buried my face between her breasts, opening my mouth and licking. I dined on her flavor, my head bossing and cock raging hard, ready to fill her up. This fucking woman. She kicked and screamed in rage, twisting the bar from her hands and tossing it away. I carried her out of the room into the lighted hall. I wanted her to see me, hitting, bucking like a wild thing and raining curses down on my head. She gave me no room to be careful, to not hurt her. If I tried to be gentle, she'd fall to the floor. Her shouts of fuck this and fuck that rang in my ears, resisting with everything she had to escape me and herself. She wanted this almost as much as I did. That would be both our ruin and I couldn't wait. Nothing hid the smell of arousal between her thighs. Fucking perverse for her, but poetically beautiful to me. I am a hunter. She is prey. And she wants to be caught. A better man would go slow, charm her to accept what her body already wanted. But I am no man. And I take, I had to take. Pinning her between the wall and my body, I made it impossible for her to kick and wriggle. Just to keep her from pulling out my hair, I caught one wrist and then the other, holding them above her head. But I couldn't move my face from the enjoyment of her skin. Not yet. This woman, so soft, between her tits, I found the incredible spice of her fear. Hot, salty, sweet. I wanted to open my lower chin, but didn't. Knew she wasn't ready and added that desire to all the others burning in me. Instead, I licked up her human taste, reveled in kittens unique difference as I nuzzled deep into the lush valley of her chest. I forced her to take it, gave her no options. Kitten continued to fight and shout. I let one leg free as she thought to use it to fight harder, and then the other leg. It opened her to me. Moving in close, her belly met my upper chest. Her mound on the upper ridges of my abdominals. Her lower body pressed up tightly against mine. My sensory ears danced in delight everywhere we touched. The moment she realized her new position, her shouts were choked off, her brain registering a new threat, making note of pleasure that didn't, couldn't make sense. I knew the vile things humans named the hunt. I knew what she would say tomorrow. This woman already hated me. As an invader in her broken-down world, I'd fucking deal with her tomorrow and teach her who I would be to her and her alone. I was a prime. I took what I wanted. 
but Kitten would like what I did for her, even if she hated herself for it. She was mine. Her body knew it already, had known it since she first smelled me. Her mind and heart would just have to fucking catch up, because I was never going to let her go. Turning my head, I explored the rest of her, kissing and laying the abundant soft of her breast. Seeking the circle of her areola, the point of her tight middle, I scraped my teeth over that point, biting, pulling, listening to her heartbeat, her breathing, gauging the arousal smell seeping from her pussy. She gave me involuntary instructions on how to destroy her resistance, showed me exactly what she liked. Her responses were a brilliant, consuming thing to my mind. I wanted more of that smell, that taste, those sounds. The spice of her fear had been just a tease, the appetizer in comparison to the hot, molten burn of her building want. Sweet little kitten, let me show you how I can make you purr. Do you want me to make you feel good? <sighs> Let me know. Let me... I said against her nipple. I went from one to the other, tonguing her, enjoying her. Never known anything so soft. Never. Nothing like you. Your smell goes right to my head. Do I smell good to you, too? Do I smell right? Yeah, I do. You know I do. It's okay. Breathe me in. Scent me. I like how you smell, too. And how you feel here. In my arms. You feel very good, kitten. I like how you watch your back. You want me to suckle you. You want to rub against me. Are you feeling empty? Does it hurt? Her resistance melted away. The more she breathed me in, the more I touched her. The more she gave in to the growing connection between us. That little hidden bit of cold in her very being made her the perfect mate of a prime. I love the tiny pointed stem of her nipples, catching them in my teeth, biting just at the edge of pain before I suckled her deep. But there was more I needed to suck on, more I wanted to do, more I needed to have. Releasing her caged hands, I put both of mine on her ass and reset her higher up on the wall. I had the taste. Couldn't wait any longer. Her fight was all for show. I was an invader. She had to hate me, resist me. But her pussy gave me all the confirmation I needed. I kissed her on the swollen outer lips. Ran my tongue from top to bottom and back again, flicking the stiffened beak of her desire. My face right there, breathing on her pussy. 
I looked up at her eyes and stopped. She was a glorious mess, face red, eyelashes dripping tears, lips full from biting and flushed pink all the way down to her chest. Her freckles glowed golden. She'd been moaning denials, but me stopping, doing nothing made her open her eyes and look at me. This is mine. I am claiming this. Her gaze was drugged, confused. Closing my hands on her ass, I squeezed until the sharp bite got her attention. Yes or no, Bastion, say it. This is my pussy. I'm claiming it. No one touches it but me. She blinked. Answered no. I ran my tongue down the split between her legs and up again, teasing her clit with a firm flicker of my tongue again and again, my saliva mixing with her wet center, my heat mixing with her want. It was an undeniable chemical reaction. That bundle of nerves got bigger, stiffer with every stroke. She dripped from the both of us, her vulva blooming under my mouth. I tormented her until her groans became whines and her no became please. I said again, yes or no, this is my pussy. I'm claiming it. No one touches it but me. She had no defense against pleasure. I knew it. Her mind didn't know what to do. Sobbing, she begged me to make it stop hurting. But I wouldn't go forward until she gave me her yes. I would have that. Then I would have everything. I told her, only you can make it stop hurting. Only you. Say yes to me. Say yes to Bastion. Say what I need to hear, kitten. Let me make you feel better. Let me make it good. I started the ritual again. She quivered in my hands while her taste made the blood in my cock sizzle. I could barely even speak the challenge for her, because all I could think over and over was she's so soft. So fucking soft. I wanted to drink up every bit of her, nibble on her, suck her, but if nothing changed, this was good. I could die here. My cock fucking throbbed with a pulse beat all its own, but I'd own her eyes and her pleasure this way first, like a proper prime. I'd drink her up carve her taste and scent into my DNA permanently so that nothing could get her out. I couldn't sink into the sanctuary of her until I had that, until she was drenched to her knees with satisfaction. Her body told me she'd never known a male. She had no resistance to pleasure. I was proud she was able to fight me at all. But she started to crumble. Her sounds changing as she gave up arguing with herself. My torments were not random. They were in cycles that kept my own libido in check. I wouldn't just stop in the middle. 
enjoying every methodical movement. I licked, flicked, and tasted until I was ready to ask the question again. Yes or no, kitten? She answered yes this time. A burst of yes and please and needy begging. And I happily obliged, focusing on where all her needs centered. I flicked it firm and hard, her little ass clenching and the hips bucking in my hands as she tried to take everything I could give. I helped her climb that peak before closing my lips around her clit and sucking her into screams of release. She sang for me perfectly. I sucked, then laughed, then sucked until she started fighting again, too sensitive to take more. With her in a daze, I took her down to the floor. Compliantly, catching her breath, she obeyed. Ass in the air, elbows bracing herself. It was time to take what was mine. Own her. I didn't care about our size difference or that we were in a dirty hallway. I'd fucking won. I wanted my prize glistening with her sloppy wet cum, rich and succulent as ripe fruit. I would own this pussy. Taking position behind her, I draped Kitten over my lap so that I could rub the plum head of my cock up and down her channel. My alien pre-cum to her drenched human femininity. Every pass stirred the stalk of my hidden frillum hiding on the other side of my cock. The mating proboscis-like feeler ached with the weight. Her moans is my guide. I rubbed her back and forth, covering the blunt meat of my sex in her musk, making sure there would be no resistance when I punched into her tight hole and united us together. Her hips rocked, her back arched, I could feel her tits sway just at the edge of my knees. I just bet her swollen, needy nipples were dragging on the cold floor and reached around to see, capturing a curve of pinching a tender butt until she cried out. Should I stop? Because this is permanent, kitten. I have all of you. You won't have any secrets from me after this, and my claim is forever. Should I stop? Gone far past rational, my words were just a tease for her. She answered me with yes, please, over and over. You want me to fuck you. You need me to fuck you. I put the head of my cock at her entrance, giving her the first kiss of pressure until one of her hands reached back to claw my thigh and pull me in, demanding. I laughed at that. Easing forward, the fierce woman had the audacity to squeeze at me, too small, but beautifully soft and wet, tight, in, in deeper. My chest constricted, a line of fire went down my spine and became a knot of insane frenzy in my pelvis behind my walls. I hissed as my frillum went up in flames too, burning. I'd never been in a rut like this. The pain of it made me grit my teeth, 
with a pleasure moved my hands to kitten's hips and opened my legs so I could pull her farther onto me. The position change made her falter. She went down to her elbows, gravity opening her wider, inviting me deeper. She squealed at the rub but didn't fight. Let me continue to pulse into the refuge of her pussy, singing for me with every thrust. Leaning forward, arm around her waist, I went up onto my knees. Braced with one hand on the floor, I held my kitten to me so that I could rot it will. So good. The curve of her waist, the line of her spine. I drew my eyes like an arrow to the exposed nape of her neck, where my teeth needed to be. Being bathed and cradled in her heat wasn't enough. Sinking deep into her female silk wasn't enough. I had to have my teeth in her skin, her blood in my mouth, before my filament locked down and my cum could fill her. I needed, fucking had to. I pulled out, sat back, her peak building. Kitten complained. I lifted, turned her facing me, then sat her back down on my cock hard, changing her complaint to a yelp before she wrapped her arms and legs around me and started chasing her pleasure again. She chased her knee like she fought, desperate and aggressive through the pain and right to the mad ending. Hands on her ass, I lifted and dropped her hard, simulating the pounding I couldn't do in this position. I'd have that later. Now, now I had to have that place behind her ear where all the scent was gathered and the tip of my tongue made her shiver. I kissed her there, and she kissed me back, opening her mouth against my neck, scraping her against me, driving me insane with her acceptance. Close your eyes, I commanded. Following the line from neck to shoulder, I chose a place for my mark, tucking her into me, cock buried deep, the pressure between us built, Kitten was a slick live wire of want, as consumed as I was by the act of mating and becoming one. I opened my mouth and chin on her shoulder at the same time as I felt the sensitized agony of my frillum detaching. It moved, locking onto the soft sponge of my woman's vagina, tying us together. A bolt of lightning sensation that caused my muscles to clench. I bite her, sank my teeth into her shoulder, but Kitten barely noticed. Instead, she shivered, breath leaving her body in a choked gasp as her orgasm started, her pussy fluttering around my cock. Stars burst in my black heart, my world exploding. Dick gripped inside my woman, locked to her by my minor and major proboscis. Come boiled up from my balls with my orgasm. I wanted to roar my release but couldn't move from her shoulder or her blood filled my mouth and went right to my head. The circle of our pleasure went on and on, wave after wave of energy. Catching her breath, Kitten made music of all kinds while at the same time using her knees for leverage to dance in my lap. 
The pull of my frillum to her innermost tissues made her whine and do it again and again. I couldn't speak. My lower chin open, I sucked at the blood of her wound, greedy, holding her tight in my arms. I made sure the kitten couldn't go far, as I kept coming. Our release dripped from our bodies and made a truly lovely sticky mess on my thighs. Maybe she would clean it up for me. One of my kitten's hands was in my hair at the back of my neck. The other bent over my body as if she just discovered the fine sensory hairs there. A kitten emitted her pleasure in a mix of high-pitched moans and words, almost complaining about how good it felt and what she was going to do now that she was changed forever. She was fucking changed. She was mine.